it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a lot. Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Green Women Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie, and a member of the Green Women Tribe, which was created from the Healthy Women, Healthy Earth Organization. We are women wrapping our lives around making a difference in the world. Well, the season of spring is here, obviously, and the last episode was about yucky, toxic chemicals in our cleaning products. So this week, I wanted to talk about the yucky chemicals and toxins that are in our foods, and they are making us sick. You know, when I went to research this subject, there is a ton of information out there on this subject. This has become so costly to our country. Did you know that Americans are sick more than they are healthy? Much sicker than many realize. Years ago, I was involved in on a study about we were going to build a new hospital and where I worked and they wanted to know what people wanted to know and what wanted in a hospital. And I found out then which was years ago, that we were 38th out of all the countries in the world. That was our sickest. We were, we were 38 way down there. And I have to tell you, I think it's at 40 now. So we've actually, we're doing worse in our health. And I think we kind of all know it and can see it. So, you know, more than 100 million adults, that's almost half the entire adult population have prediabetes or have diabetes. Cardiovascular disease afflicts about 122 million people and causes roughly 840,000 deaths each year or about 2,300 deaths each day. I couldn't believe that. Now, this is just here in the United States. That's what I'm talking about. Three in four adults are overweight or obese, have cancer, heart disease, dementia, mental health, and it's all skyrocketing as well as our insurance cost. So what is making us so sick and how can we reverse this so we need less health care, which the healthcare industry we all know is overwhelmed? The answer is staring us in the face on average three times a day. It is our food. The problem is that most of our food today is not food at all. The so-called foods we find in our grocery store are nothing more than chemical concoctions. They taste great, leave us feeling full, but they don't offer any, if any, little nutrition. Our processed food is more addictive than tobacco, alcohol, heroin, 
and any other drug which we could consider being bad for our health. Example, try to just have one handful of potato chips. I'm guilty of that. Or french fries in a restaurant that's probably been in some hydrogenated oil. Mm, Not good. That is the chemicals that's in them that make you want more. It is in these foods that are slowly killing us. So if we want more, we buy more. It's about money here, guys. Poor diet is the leading cause of mortality in the United States, causing more than a half a million deaths per year. Just 10 dietary factors are estimated to cause nearly 1,000 deaths every day from heart disease, stroke, and diabetes alone. These conditions are insanely expensive. Cardiovascular disease costs $351 billion annually in healthcare spending and lost productivity, while diabetes costs $327 billion annually. The total economic cost of obesity is estimated at $1.72 trillion per year. These human and economic costs are leading drivers of an ever-rising healthcare spending, strangled government budgets, diminished competitiveness of American businesses. And I believe, as I said earlier, it's all about money. The companies that make all the processed food have gone from just being processed to highly and ultra-processed foods. These so-called food companies have many lobbyists working for the food industry and food companies, as well as the pharmaceutical companies, all to make money. And at what expense? Our lives. So what are highly processed foods? Nearly all foods are processed, at least to some extent. For example, Manufacturers process dried beans to make them shelf-stable. This does not make them less healthy, though. And then you also roast coffee beans, and those are good. However, you probably should be getting organic coffee because they use a lot of chemicals on coffee. So before, and that was just my note, So before we get into what makes a food highly processed, it's important to understand that foods aren't unhealthy just because they're processed in some way. So to make it a little easier to understand food processing, researchers have separated foods into four categories based on the extent of processing. Um, They use this NOVA scale classification. So group one is minimally processed and unprocessed foods that represent whole foods in nature. Vegetables, fruits, grains, beans, and nuts fall into this category. These foods may have gone through roasting, boiling, or maybe some sort of pasteurization to increase shelf life or make them safe to eat. Group two is considered processed culinary ingredients obtained directly from the foods I mentioned in group one or from nature. This can include foods as such we get olive oil, maple syrup, 
salt, foods that are mainly used in preparation and cooking of those mentioned in group one, which are the whole real foods found in nature. Now, group three, though, is processed foods, including items made by adding ingredients like salt, sugars, and other substances and chemicals to those groups that I, those group food groups I just mentioned. Examples include fresh bread, fruits and syrup, and cheese. And the last group is ultra processed foods. These contain little, if any, of the foods or ingredients from group one, which are the whole natural foods. These items are meant to be convenient, hyper palatable, and low cost, and are typically high in sugars, refined grains, fats, hydrogenated oils, preservatives, and salt. Ultra-processed foods or highly processed foods typically contain substances you wouldn't use in food preparation at home, such as hydrolyzed proteins, modified food starches, hydrogenated oils, colorants, flavorings, high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, bulking agents. What is bulking agents anyway? Preservatives such as BHA, BHT, calcium propanate. Then you have natural flavors, which are made from a lab and aren't really all that natural, from a proprietary mixture of chemicals derived from anything in nature. Each flavor may contain up to 100 ingredients, including synthetic chemicals, such as solvents, propylene glycol, or the preservative BHA, as well as genetically modified ingredients. So artificial dyes such as blue number one blue and red number 40, these dyes are derived from petroleum and may be contaminated with carcinogens. Genin linked to digestion problems and intestinal inflammation, it may also be contained with degraded carrageenan, which is linked to cancer. And then there's the old-time sodium benzoate, which is a preservative, but when combined with ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, it produces benzene, which is a known carcinogen. And then you have artificial sweeteners. Well, that's great. They have no calories, but they've been shown to stimulate your appetite to increase sugar cravings and promote fat storage and weight gain. And I saw a food additive list associated with health issues, which listed high fructose corn syrup, cottonseed oil, caramel color. You know, there's a lot of caramel color in beers, bleach flour, soybean oil, sodium nitrate and nitrites, sodium glutamate, which is MSG, yellow five and six, to name a few. For example, breakfast cereals are considered highly processed in many studies. However, some healthcare experts do not consider some high cereals highly processed as long as they don't contain any sugar or have undergone minimal processing. Okay, what about tricks? It's got dye in it. Here are some common examples of highly processed foods. 
sugary beverages such as carbonated soft drinks, sugary coffee drinks, energy drinks, fruit punch, sweet or savory packaged snacks such as chips and cookies, sweetened breakfast cereals such as Fruit Loops, Tricks, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and sweetened oatmeals, baking mixes such as stuffing cake, brownie, anything that comes in a box like that reconstituted meat products such as hot dogs, fish sticks, frozen meals, pizza, TV dinners, powdered and packaged instant soups, candies and other confectionery, packaged breads and buns, energy and protein bars and shakes, meal replacement shakes and powders meant for weight loss, box pasta products, ice cream, sweetened yogurt and cocoa mixes, margarine and other processed spreads such as sweetened cream cheese. Keep in mind that this list is not exhaustive. Many other foods and ingredients are also considered ultra processed. It's not always immediately clear whether a food is highly processed, which could make it difficult for consumers to minimize these products in their diet. The most reliable way to identify highly processed food is to read the ingredient labels. We all have our cell phones and we're at the store. And if you don't know something, an ingredient that's in it, pull it up on your phone. It will tell you if it is or it isn't. And then you, if it is, you can move on to the next one. There are a lot more coming out that are, you know, getting better, but it's still difficult to navigate. Ultra-processed foods have ingredients like artificial colorings, flavorings, thickeners, preservatives, hydrolyzed proteins, sweeteners such as fructose, high fructose corn syrup, invert sugar, and maltodextrin. Do you know that they have to put corn syrup in um, ketchup? I don't know why. Bulking, foaming, and gelling agents, and of course that good old MSG again, which MSG has been noted as a neurotoxin. The world of food additives can be overwhelming and confusing, and you might find it difficult to identify everything on ingredient lists. But like I said before, you can easily look it up. We humans have a complex biological systems that we need real food to break down into the nutrients we need for survival. When we eat processed food, our bodies are not getting these vital nutrients. It is too easy to overeat on these highly addictive foods than it is to eat overeat on real food that our bodies really need. However, we are seeing more healthy foods in the stores, but many food manufacturers will try to trick us with their packaged processed food, which is labeled as being healthy when it's not. Again, read your labels. Some have gone so far to say that the modern food industry is creating crimes against humanity. They create food that makes us sick, tired, worn down, depressed, and grossly overweight. We cannot function because we are addicted to this processed food. And bad food can lead to a lifetime of drugs. As we continue to eat this processed food, our health declines. Then we get stuck on drugs for the illnesses we incur. It's time for us to 
get back our eating natural foods. If we don't, our health of our societies are going to continue to decline. More people are ending up in the hospital and entire generations will be ruined. Our modern supermarkets might as well be a pharmacy that is peddling us chemicals and additives. It is peddling our food that we should not be eating. We must embrace the natural whole foods that grows in nature. We must demand that we have more access to affordable, high quality, and nutritious foods. Our children, grandchildren, and future generations deserve to have good health. They will never get it with our modern food industry. We must change our thought processes to the concept of a well-known scholar, Hippocrates, who said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. This concept should be a win-win, promoting better well-being, lower health care costs, greater sustainability, and reduced disparities among the population groups. Now, I would like to leave you with several, a couple quotes here that I thought were really interesting um, about this topic. This first one is by Winston Churchill. Healthy citizens are the greatest asset any country can have. And that is so true. The next one is by Harry S. Truman. And remember this date, he was in office from 1945 to 1948. We should resolve now that the health of this nation is in a national concern, that financial barriers in the way of attaining health shall be removed, that the health of all its citizens deserves the help of all the nation. And that was back in 1948, guys. And I'd like to leave you with this one. The first wealth is health. And that is why Ralph Waldo Emerson. So I hope you can get out, go to the farmer's markets, get that good food, organic food, grow it your own, start cultivating your soil this spring and put those seeds in and eat well. As always, I would like to give you all a big thank you for tuning in and listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the episode or tell a friend, download and subscribe. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, to name a few. Until next time, please stay informed, be healthy, live green, and become an activist for your own health, the health of your family, and the health of Mother Earth our true home. Keep it simple. Keep it small. And there will be enough for all. Take a little. Give a lot. Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got.